0: Side Hustle Show 187, Traffic Hacks for 2016 and Beyond, with Neil Patel. If you want to start a blog of your own, check out my free video series at blogstartercourse.com. I'll show you step-by-step how blogs make money and how to get your site online for less than you might think. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9-to-5 may make you a living, but your 5-to-9 makes you alive. And now, your host...
1: Nick Loper.
0: What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Today we're talking content marketing with the one and only Neil Patel, who's used primarily free content to build several million dollar businesses, including Crazy Egg and, and Kissmetrics. He also writes the popular blogs, neilpatel.com and quicksprout.com. So you know his stuff works, but I wanted to see if we could reverse engineer some of the tactics that go into that, and, uh, and especially when we're just starting out. What you'll hear in this episode are some specific actions uh, that you can take to drive more traffic to your website, both from social media and from Google. So we're going to cover content, um, kind of like idea validation, what it takes to compete for attention in today's market, the common mistakes Neil sees new bloggers making, and if you've been at it for a while, some interesting hacks to make the most of your existing content and audience. So I put together a free PDF download with uh, all of Neil's top tips. That you can download at SideHustleNation.com slash Neil. So stick around. Um, actually stick around to the end of the episode to hear Neil's answers to a couple questions from the Side Hustle Nation community, including the interesting way he landed TechCrunch as a client for SEO consulting in his early days as an entrepreneur. Uh, Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com. FreshBooks is the affordable small business accounting software for side hustlers and freelancers with invoicing and time tracking built right in. You can get started today with your 30-day free trial at FreshBooks.com slash side hustle. Now I'll be back to tell you a little bit more about FreshBooks, plus my top takeaways from this chat with Neil after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. We started this conversation on the big picture why behind blogging, and that was that it's an incredible way for bootstrap entrepreneurs and side hustlers to get people to notice their work for free. So Neil explained the biggest advantages is that it doesn't cost anything uh, beyond your beyond just your time. But how do you know if that time is well spent? How do you validate a niche before you get too deep into it? So Neil gave me two points to consider. The first was external. Are there advertisers in this space? Kind of a simple question to answer. If companies are spending money to reach this audience, that's a good sign that your project can eventually be profitable. The next point, though, was internal. And it was how much do you care about the topic? What unique value proposition, passion, experience, or interest are you bringing to the table? Now, after this validation stage, I asked Neil, you know, what comes next? And he said, to create exceptionally good content. And of course, we all think our content is exceptionally good. So he clarified what that meant.
1: Something that's conversational, people love, they want to share it, it educates them, it helps them out. It's so good and so thorough that no one would dare to copy that piece of content because it would just be too much work.
0: So this is pretty common advice, right? Write epic content, create an asset that's too good to ignore, build something that's 10x better than everything else that's out there. So... I actually put this theory to test with a recent post of mine called uh, The Sharing Economy, 200 plus ways to make extra money in your spare time. And this week on the Side Hustle Nation blog, I broke down the results of that post after five or six weeks of it being live. And so, so far it's generated 24,000 page views, $400 in direct revenue and almost 300 email signups. Now, the thing is that post took a ton of time to create and market and research and do all this stuff, but it's seeing Far better results than the average post. That's double. That's more than double the traffic of the next best post that I've, I've published this year. And that post was published in January, so it has like a, a five or month, five or six month head start. So I'll link up kind of both. Uh, I'll link up both the original article and the epic content case study in uh, in the show notes for this episode at SideHustleNation.com slash neil, so you can check them out. So it's probably no surprise that Neil subscribes to the business model of. Uh, audience first, monetization second, similar to what Bailey Richard was talking about a couple of weeks ago. If you can attract an audience in, in a niche you care deeply about and where there are advertisers, you won't have a problem monetizing. So I asked Neil, Hey, what, what mistakes do you see new bloggers making? And the first thing he mentioned kind of surprised me, and that was ignoring SEO. He said new bloggers tend to ignore SEO because there's really no way to fast track it. Like, it's really hard to rank a site for at least the first six months. So people are like, hey, you know, why bother? I'm going to focus on social media and, and these other channels. But... Well, you can't expect or rely on Google traffic when you're starting out. You do want to set yourself up for success down the road by being conscious of the keywords that you're targeting. And that means including those in your post titles, your subheaders, and, of course, the the content of your post. So um, I also asked him, hey, you know, what other mistakes do you see people making and how, how can we rectify them?
1: The big mistake I see new bloggers making is it's either a few things. So one, they're not consistent with their content writing. If you're not consistent, you know what happens, right? You'll do well for a bit, but that's it. It stops after a while, so you have to be consistent. I wasn't consistent with quicksprout. At the beginning, I was for years. I decided I was tired one day. I quit for a month. My traffic dropped, so much so that it took me three months to recover to back to where I was when I started blogging consistently again. So three-month recovery time. Interesting. The other mistake I see is they focus all this time on writing content but not promoting it. Half your time should be spent on promotion. And then the third mistake I find is they don't focus on the headline. Eight out of 10 people will read your headline. Only two out of 10 will read the rest of your posts. If you have a good headline, it makes a world of difference.
0: Do you have a headline structure you like? like I can't remember where I read this, but it was like, you know, great great promise, a specific timeframe, and then overcoming one objection, like how to create and launch your first online course in eight weeks, even if you don't have a massive audience or something like that.
1: There's no structure. For me. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No. You just want something that people really want to read and talk about and share and just would be amazing.
0: How about on the promotion side? So I've got to spend half my time on promotion, which hey, I just spent you know, hours and hours writing this epic post. And part of me wants to be done with it. But part of me knows like, okay, now, now the real work begins, like, I got to get some eyeballs to it. What do you see as some uh, of the most effective promotion channels for for new
1: bloggers, or for, you know, people who've been doing for years? The big thing is, whether you're new or not, if you write a blog post, you can actually link out, right? Yes. Good. Every time you link out to someone, like, i would be like, Hey, Nick, I have to say your content's amazing. So much so, that I even linked out to you in my latest blog post. Feel free to check it out. Cheers, Neil. P.S. It would make my year if you shared it on your favorite social network. That's it. And then the other strategy I like using is there's a tool called BuzzSumo. buzzsum okay. com. You put in keywords. You see who else has written content in your space. You then go to each of those people or it shows you but Sumo does, it sorts them by most popular social shares. They have this button called View Shares. You click it, it shows you all the people who share that article. And then you go and you Google them and you find their email address and you say, you know, hey, Nick, I noticed you tweeted out this article called XYZ Hustle written by author Neil Patel. And I have this other one that's coming out that's actually very similar, but mine covers A, B, and C. Uh, let me know if you're interested in seeing it. Cheers, John. And then you, because you're interested in hustling, you may be like, yeah, sure. I want to see it. And then once you respond back, I'll be like, here it is, Nick. Enjoy. This is you. You're the person telling people to do this. Man, I hate it when people send me those messages. I'm like,
0: dude, just send me the thing. Yeah. Why Why do three messages? And I guess I understand like the you know uh, information gap, like psychology behind it. But it's like, oh, dude, you know, why do three emails where you could do this in one?
1: That's how it works. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why psychology is that way, but if I send one email, less people want to do it. But if I get them to engage first and respond, they're much more likely to share
0: it. Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't know that one doesn't <laughs> that one doesn't do it for me. But the other one, absolutely, people say, "Hey, I, I mentioned you in this article." You know, absolutely, and oftentimes they won't even ask you to, to share it. But you know, if they have a click to tweet or something like, absolutely happy to uh, happy to do that.
1: What else? Those are the main two strategies I use. It works. I try not to do too many things. Just keep it
0: simple. Have you ever? poured your heart and soul into a project and just had it flop or like you're just not getting the reaction you want like for a blog project that could potentially be you know a really really long-term endeavor you know how do you know
1: when to when to pull the plug with blogging if you're not getting any traction after like months of reiterating and trying new then i usually pull the plug but yeah blogging is unique in which i haven't really quit a blog i just more so created and that's it Actually, that's false. I have quite a few blogs, but they're popular. I just got tired of them.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do you know? I, I, I did my, you know, validation. I checked to see if there were other people advertising in this space. I, you know, poured my heart into this epic content. And I'm just not seeing the results that I had hoped.
1: Yes, because usually you don't love the space.
0: Okay. <laughs> so that's that's the cure-all. It's like, well, if I, if I love this topic, then I'm, I have the motivation to keep going.
1: Yes, you got it right. And that's the problem that people have is, when they're not passionate about something, they think about, oh, I'm not getting results. They're getting impatient. They want to quit. When you love it, you just keep at it.
0: All right. Fair enough. Um, how about scenario number two is, you know, I've got a site. I mean, we can even use the Side Hustle Nation site as a guinea pig. It's been around for three years. You're getting a decent amount of traffic. You're around 100,000 visits a month. How do I double that? You know, because is, is it still that long, slow, incremental climb? Or are there some, like, hacks that you've seen where you can really take this to the next level and like start to accelerate things like hockey stick growth style.
1: Yeah, just go into Google Search Console because you're probably getting a lot of traffic from Google. Go see which keywords in their search analysis section. You see what keywords are driving you a lot of impressions and not too many clicks. So anything under like 5%. And then what you want to do is you want to adjust the title tags for those posts or get you more clicks. And then you want to build links to those posts. That way you can get more search traffic.
0: Okay, so you can say these posts of yours are already showing up in Google, but they're not getting clicked on very much.
1: Yeah, you could be number 10 for a lot of spots instead of number five. It makes a world of difference in traffic.
0: Okay, you can tweak the title using the Yoast plugin or something like that to make it more clickable. That engagement score is likely to move you up the search results.
1: The funny thing is you'll find a lot of keywords that you rank for, and those keywords aren't on your page like periodically they are, but they're not all in one sentence together, you can just go and adjust your copy and add in all the keywords and you'll find you get more traffic in most cases.
0: Interesting. Well, it sounds like a little bit of homework, but an interesting thing to to dive into. Because this is where in Google Analytics, they kind of have have really eliminated the keyword tracking component of it. But in, in the search console, you can still get an idea of what people are searching for to find specific pages. Yeah,
1: they even show your ranking position.
0: Okay, Okay, so you're looking at stuff that is, you know, on page one already. It's already getting some traffic, but not. But it could be better. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed.
1: That's actually the main thing I do with Search Console. It works. See, that's the thing with marketing and building up a blog. People try to do too much. You just do a few things, and you do them well, you get the traffic.
0: Okay, interesting. Well, we'll put that on my on my to do list. That's something I've I never even really thought about before. But I've, all right, case case study time. We'll we'll put this to we'll put this to the test. See what it works. Now, one kind of surprising um, incremental source of traffic in the last six or eight months has been Pinterest, and I'm curious if you see any other you know, similar up and coming platforms or like Pinterest has been along for been around for a long time that that people might be overlooking.
1: How's Pinterest working out for you?
0: So Pinterest is, you know, driving 500 to 1000 visits a day on average, very, very consistently and on autopilot with a service called board booster. And the main strategy we did a whole actually did a whole episode you know, breaking down this step by step. But the main idea is to find relevant group boards to pin your content to.
1: And board booster does this all for you. Yes. And you just pay them a monthly fee.
0: Yes, five bucks a month.
1: And they drive you five hundred to a thousand visits a day. Pretty cheap. And if you pay them fifty bucks a month, you get way more traffic.
0: Well, you could, but you got find the uh, you find more group group boards.
1: You have to find them, or they find them.
0: You still got to go out and find them.
1: So it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> there's there's some setup cost. And is the traffic engaging? Is it sticking on your site?
0: Yeah, opt-in rates are you know on par with other channels, and it's doing pretty well.
1: Nice. I guess I'm another child board booster. All right, I love it. I actually don't leverage tactics like this. I stick with the traditional stuff: Google, Facebook, Twitter. I've gotten Pinterest traffic in the past, but I really do stick with the basics, and it works well for me. And
0: how about well, let's talk Facebook and Twitter then for a minute, because the page you know reach or engagement has been a challenge for a lot of people, and then. Twitter, like Twitter could die tomorrow and it'll be 99.7% the same. Like it doesn't make any dent in traffic for me. I'm curious how you're using those channels.
1: So with Facebook, the key is segmenting your audience. The way you get the most traffic with your fan page is you have to figure out who's engaging and then you only post your posts to show up for those people within those regions. How do you do that? Oh, in your fan page settings, I can like try to sharing a post and there's a little target icon, you click on it and it Let's you narrow down your audiences to who sees it. Okay. So, for example, I have fans that don't speak English. Why would I show my English-related blog posts to them?
0: So they liked they liked your page for some reason, but now they're just like they're not engaging.
1: If I look at my audience, I have a bit more than three hundred thousand fans. Currently, a hundred and fifty-six fifty-eight technically speak English, U.S. version of English or U.K. version of English. Okay. Wow. Oh, like half, half the audience doesn't speak English. Yeah. 109,000 speak Portuguese, Brazil, 4,000 speak Arabic, 3,300 speak French from France, another 3,300 speak Spanish. Okay. Etc.
0: So you can go in, when you create a post, you could say, okay, I want to filter to only, only my fans who speak English.
1: That's correct.
0: Interesting. Um, (laughs) I'll have to try that one too. Now, do you have some analytics to say, okay, the, you know, previously I was just posting it to everybody and overwhelmingly the people who didn't speak English like didn't engage. Like is there something that they show you so you can get that data?
1: Well, Facebook provides insights. So you just click on the insights tab and you see the likes and the people and the posts and you start to see which content's engaging and it shows you the average time that works best for you and the post types that work best for you. So you just start taking all that data and you start dissecting it
0: okay interesting and so then it'll show to those people who kind of have a proven track record of engaging with your posts and have you seen that boost your your average reach or whatever
1: yeah i have i even like do stuff where i look at because when you look at pages and stuff you can look at by country by city by device then you can start slicing and dicing who you show your stuff to one more thing to look at is the people engage report. It shows you which countries, cities, and languages people are engaging on, not just who's your fans, but who's actually engaging, like liking stuff and talking and commenting and sharing. Okay. So they pretty much do the work for you. And then you just show your post to the people that are engaging, right?
0: Interesting. I've I've done that only for like events at a specific city like okay I'm gonna, it only makes sense to show this to people who live near Seattle but I've never done that on a regular post interesting stuff
1: yeah it works well okay
0: alright that's something else to to uh, for me to play around with now how about how about Twitter like I use Twitter more of a, I'm a conversation starter and a friend of mine runs some software that I'm going to test out to see if I can you know do do a little bit more with Twitter but curious how you're using that because it really isn't a great uh, traffic source for me at the moment
1: as for Twitter the strategy doesn't work as well anymore, but the way most people build it up is they follow other people in their space. And then after a week or a month, they unfollow all the people that didn't follow them back. Yeah. That's it. It still works. It's just a pain in the butt to do it before tools work. And now it's a lot of it's manual.
0: I guess the cool thing about tour is when you, when you do follow someone, uh, a lot of times they get an email notification. And so they kind of in your bio shows up in that. So you have a link to your website right there and a lot of people could click, click, check out your whole thing. And what uh, my friend, uh, Mike, actually, Mike Koala from socialquant.com dot uh, com, showed me yesterday. Was like, okay, you're you're missing out on a huge potential source of traffic by not having a pinned tweet at the very top. And so he has a pinned tweet that like leads to his lead magnet. And was like, oh, this is probably some some proverbial low hanging fruit to uh, to get started over there.
1: Yeah, I've seen all the pinned tweet stuff. I've tested a lot of this out, but it doesn't make the biggest difference, right? It really comes down to do people love the content? Do they want to share it? And that's why I go down to, it's all about the headline.
0: I'm guilty of sharing stuff after just reading the headline. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll tweet that. I do it all the time. (laughs) I think everyone does. Tell me about the new book. It's called Hustle, The Power to Change Your Life with Money, Meaning, and Momentum. What's it all about?
1: If you think about it these days, or if you look at the data, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, the middle class is depleting. And Everyone feels that the odds are stacked against them, whether they're unlucky or they don't know how to you know, succeed in life or they don't know how to find what they love. And my co-authors and I, Jonas Koffler, Patrick Velasquez, and I, we decided to create a book because we're just like, we want to help these people. There's ways you can succeed even when you have the odds stacked against you. We teach you how to create your own luck. But in essence, the book, it really does teach you how to hustle.
0: Well, that's good. That's something I can uh, definitely get behind. Neil, you got time for a couple audience questions? These will be pretty quick.
1: Sure. Jordan asks, how'd you land TechCrunch as a client? So back in the day, I was trying to figure out how to get my name out there. And I had this notion that kind of like celebrities, if you're with Kim Kardashian and you're hanging around with her all the time and everyone knows you're her friend, you're then kind of like instantly kind of famous, right? Okay. So in the tech world, there's really popular entrepreneurs and I wanted more clients. So I'm like, okay, how do I get all these famous entrepreneurs to talk about me? So I emailed all the popular blogs, including TechCrunch, and I told them how they're screwing up and how they're not getting as much traffic and what they need to do to change this. And eventually, some of them said, yes, you can help us. Because at the bottom of my email, I not only told them they're screwing up and I gave them all the changes to fix it. I also said, if you need help implementing this, let me know, I'll help you out for free. Okay. That's like I got a lot of those clients. And then when they said yes, I worked out deals with them where I said, if I do really well for you, I want you to do a blog post or an email blast to all your buddies and let them know how amazing I was. So with Mike Larrington, I did well for him. He emailed out quite a few VCs and showed them the results of his traffic and the VCs forwarded over to their portfolio companies and they said, hire this guy.
0: I like it. That's that's that hustle at work right there.
1: What Mike Larrington said didn't care. He didn't work with me the first two or three times I emailed him. Then I hit up his competitors. He saw that they did really well. and They started outranking him, and then he had me back up. Oh, interesting. So it took a a while to uh, get down, uh, knock down that door. Three to six months minimum. I would say probably closer to six months. And what I did is I helped Mashable out, and I told Mashable to put my logo saying, like, marketed by Neil Patel or whatever. Okay,
0: okay. Did you end up doing that work for free, or did you kind of cut them a deal as a for the value of the
1: case study? All the blogs, I did it all for free. Oh, okay, okay. Parker, Crunch, Mashable, whatever it was. Gotcha, I gotcha. Did.
0: Okay. Definitely some hustle.
1: Yeah, you just got to get creative.
0: And uh, David asks, you know, you tend to focus a lot on content marketing, but he
1: was asking if you did any paid traffic. I do pay traffic. I do a ton in Facebook advertising, Google AdWords. We test out stuff like Taboola and Outbrain, but mainly Google and Facebook. Okay,
0: fair enough. Well, Neil, thanks so much for joining me. The book is on Amazon. It's called Hustle, and you can find Neil at neilpatel.com. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation.
1: The number one tip I have for you guys is be persistent. When you try hustling, you'll realize that things don't always go your way, just like my Michael Arrington. But if I gave up on that, and I wasn't persistent, I wouldn't be where I am today. That one deal really helped grow my career, my entrepreneurial journey, whatever you want to call it. So when people said no, I didn't take it as a no, I took it as a not right now, and I made it clear in my mind that I'm going to be persistent change that no into a yes. I love it. Neil, thanks so much, man. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. Okay.
0: It might be helpful to clarify that Michael Arrington, who Neil referred to, is actually the founder of TechCrunch, if that helps make make more sense of that story. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Here's Side Hustler turned full-time entrepreneur Grayson Bell on why he likes FreshBooks. What's up, Side Hustle Nation? This is Grayson from imarkinteractive.com. I run a WordPress maintenance and support company that helps bloggers and site owners get started and run on WordPress. I've been using FreshBooks for a little bit over a year now, and it has made my business so much easier to run. I can bring all my expenses in automatically from PayPal, my credit cards, my bank account. I can send recurring invoices to my customers on a regular basis without having to think about it. The payment options are awesome. I've saved thousands with PayPal fees by using their PayPal for business setup. Their support is great. Their interface is easy to use. I've been a fan of of FreshBooks, and I'll continue to be a fan of FreshBooks. It's streamlined to help my business grow. Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day free trial today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle for your free 30-day trial. All right, so my top takeaways from this chat with Neil. Number one, create remarkable content. I guess there's really no getting around that. That's your ticket to entry these days. So create remarkable content. Number two, think, who's going to share this as I write this? If I I write this post, who's going to share it? Who can I link to? What content can I create that's going to give me a good excuse to reach out to somebody uh, that I'd like to share this? Like The the 200 ways to make extra money post I talked about is a perfect example of this. Right off the bat, there's 200 companies I can reach out to and say, hey, I, I featured your post. And one of the companies that was featured was Fiverr. They shared it on their Facebook page. They had 900,000 fans. It was awesome. Uh, so takeaway number three, you might have incremental traffic right under your nose. So I'm interested to dive into this uh, search console report that Neil was telling me about and see what opportunities I have to pick up some extra visitors by just making some tall, small tweaks to my titles and, and meta descriptions and, and the keywords in the post content themselves. And uh, of course, I'll report back uh, on that on the blog when, uh, when I have some results to share. So I, I mentioned Pinterest has been a big win uh, for me lately, but I'm curious what you found is the most effective Traffic source this year. And I'd love for you if you could let me know in the comments uh, for this episode at slash Neil. Now, while you're there, you can download the free PDF highlight reel document I created with all of Neil's top tips. I actually took a couple of screenshots inside my Google Search Console and inside my uh, Facebook fan page to illustrate what Neil was talking about during those segments, included those uh, screenshots in the file so you can see what's going on there. I want to thank you guys so much for spending some time with me today. Until next time, let's go out there. There. Make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where you're going to hear how my guest started a pretty sweet passive income business with just thirty six bucks and a bag of gumballs. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.